This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. He's always mistakenly British. Teen Crumpets. Cheerio. But he's really a Canuck. Known on all seven continents. Oh, I know who you are. America's undocumented anchorman. He's a recording star and a TV star. Tuesdays, James Golden, a.k.a. Bose Nerdly, presents Mark Stein. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Mark, I know where you're going to be on May 6th, by the way. Where am I going to be? You're going to be over at home. You're going home. Yeah, the coronation of King Charlie the Third. No, 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 I'm not. He's like talking about having a downsized coronation. And uh, and I, I just said on television, I'm strongly opposed to that. And I quoted a great American saying, go big or go home. And that's <laughs> and uh, I know most Americans, when they deploy that great piece of the American vernacular, do would not think it applied to coronations, but in this case, it does. Go big or go home. That's my advice. So to you're not going to go see King Charlie getting like uh, the big deal over there. <laughs> you never see uh, quite get the big deal because they put a canopy over you and then you're anointed with these oils because this is very different from your own constitution because the king rules by divine right and that right is symbolized by the archbishop uh, putting these uh, oils uh, all over his body uh, but they do that under a canopy so you can't see it because it's a little then it'd be just like a uh, yeah it is a little freaky but if you actually showed it it'd be like the live cam at some massage <laughs> parlor so uh, you wouldn't want to see it uh, not everything has to be seen James, disabuse yourself of that. <laughs> Talking about disabuse, it sounds like that's what's going on underneath that canopy, my friend. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, disabusing. <laughs> no, it, no, it, I'm, I'm old school when it comes to coronations. I just like it the way it's been for 900 years, so I don't want any of this, uh, you know, downsizing. I was certain that you would be there. In fact, I was going to suggest to you that this would be a prime time to, like, Try to get some like Americans over there. Like you should lead a delegation from America. I would <laughs> gladly be part of the American, the Mark Stein American delegation going over to see uh, King Charlie. Look, I know how you're feeling. You know, you can't believe that after two and a half centuries of constitutional <laughs> republicanism, it's come down to some brain dead boob dancing on the nuclear precipice about looming Armageddon. Uh, so I can well see why you'd, you'd want to say, look, the whole thing hasn't worked out. We'd like to come home and be part of the family again. I can well see that. I can well see that. But you're, you, you guys are stuck with Joe Biden. You'll just have to. And he's, he's uh, you know, second term. And maybe the constitutional amendment to permit him uh, to preside over you for as long as FDR did. He seems in great shape to me. He seems in great, terrific oh, shape. Oh, sure. He's, yeah. a ter he's in terrific shape for a man who 
is 30 years older than he's supposed to be. No. Oh, Yaley, the Yaleys. Uh, I, you know, Mark, generally, I don't like boycotts, to be honest with you, unless, uh, unless they're for a very, very, very good cause. Because too often boycotts have been used by the left to t- try to disrupt conservative, uh, conservative free speech. But I have to tell you, I'm kind of digging this boycott that's going on up at Yaley. Well, about Yaley. Conservative judges, it started with Ho. Right. It started with, with circuit cut court judge Ho. Uh, said, you know what, I'm not hiring any of these Yaleys because these guys love disrupting conservative speeches They at Yale. And so, no, I'm not going to hire any Yaleys. And now another judge, Elizabeth Branch from Hotlanta, the 11th Circuit down there, has said, I'm with Ho. I'm mm. not going to hire any of these Yale students. Uh, what do you think about this? Do you think this can grow into a movement? Well, I don't, I don't, I'm, I sort of agree with you on what you're saying about boycott. I don't think this is like boycotting some, uh, chain store because of something the chairman said. This is actually that these guys can't be law clerks because they don't understand the first principles of law. Now, law clerks are very important at the high level in the American judiciary. They write a lot of the decisions. They certainly are responsible for a lot of the language in the decisions. So if you've got law clerks who don't understand something as essential, as basic a core liberty as freedom of expression, which is why these judges want... uh, nothing to do with them, then that, those, kind of, those guys are not capable of doing a law clerk's job, never mind actually then becoming a lawyer or a judge themselves down the road. And I think that's, so it's, it's bigger than just, you know, boycotting Target or Walmart or whatever. What it is, is we've reached the stage of wokery where great institutions like Yale are basically now running on fumes, uh, because the people who've been running Yale for the last decade and a half, most of this century, are, have actually got nothing going for them except the reputation that was built up before the present generation of chumps who are destroying these institutions got there. And and what it means is that you're paying a fortune for these fancy pants ed- education and you're actually coming out more stupid than when you went in because you don't understand first principles. And, it, and I mean, you might say, oh, I, I lead a fairly uh, discreet life, so I'm not bothered if all the judges are idiots who were ruined by going to Yale Law School. But it applies to other things, too. I mean, I think we're getting to the stage where they're now saying, oh, we're, we're all so woke. We're doing woke math. We're doing woke science. Well, can woke science fly a plane or will you be up there, uh, you know, jetting over to Heathrow for the coronation and the thing just actually falls out of the sky because they've got some woke pilot? I mean, that's the that's the issue these judges are, head, uh, are highlighting here. Well, speaking of woke, Mark, let's take a minute and listen to uh, Tulsi Gabbard. She had this to say uh, earlier. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, 
who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. That was Tulsi Gabbard on the way saying, hey, I'm done with these people. Now, curiously to me, she didn't say, okay, I'm joining the Republicans. She urged people, hey, if you think like I do, come with me. I don't know where she's going, though. She could be going toward another party, could be maybe not the Republicans. Who knows? But what do you think about Tulsi finally taking the leap and just saying, I've had enough with these clowns? Well, she's got to have been the loneliest gal in the Democrat Party for, you know, the best part of what is it now, seven, eight years. I can't imagine that when uh, she goes to the Democrats' Christmas get-together that she exactly has a full dance card (laughs) when it comes to Chuck Schumer or whoever wanting to whirl her around the floor. Um, So I can understand why she figured the jig was up. You asked why she hasn't just joined the Republican Party. Her big thing is these pointless, unwon wars, these permanent wars that make a lot of people like defense lobbyists, like the idiot uh, defense secretary uh, at present, the guy who lands at an airfield in the middle of nowhere and comes down the airplane steps wearing a COVID mask and a COVID visor. Uh, That's how... uh, (laughs) I mean, he looks like ridiculous. Uh, But that that guy is a big... He's got nothing going for him except he's a big-shot lobbyist, so he knows how to make money out of war. And that's the one thing that Tulsi Gabbard has always gone on about, these awful, awful, awful... Wars that go on 10, 20 years uh, and 15 minutes after the last U.S. plane takes off from these hell holes, it's as if they were never there. She's quite right. She's quite right to say she's leaving the Democrats. Uh, and she's also quite right to be wary of then joining the Republicans because to her mind, this is how she thinks of it, to her mind the Republican Party has got too many people like uh, Lindsey Graham who uh, when, when Tulsi talks about government of, by and for the people, uh, Lindsey Graham defines that to mean he's going off uh, and meeting with some guy uh, in, in Ukraine and getting a medal from some some politician in Ukraine, and he wants to put American boots on the ground in Ukraine. I, I think the whole, I'm, I'm with her on that. I think the whole American way of war needs rethinking, and I'm in favor of downsizing the Pentagon and moving the chiefs of staff to a strip mall on the edge of Cleveland, which will give them time to focus on what they've got wrong this century so far. My goodness, Mark. Let me just ask you one last thought. Time's running out. What do you think about this nice little scandal out there in L.A. with all of these little racist Democrats coming out of the woodwork, slithering out? Well, I think, I I mean, again, that's I think that's Tulsi, too. Basically, you know, racism is on the left now. You know, the, the Democrats actually have more categories of people 
than uh, South African apartheid did. And by the way, South African <laughs> people, no, you laugh, but South African, you know, South African apartheid, that was the National Party starting in 1948. Uh, and when they were elected in South Africa in 1948, they modeled apartheid on the old school Democrat Party. The Democrat Party, I can't even believe this. You know, when Nelson Mandela was released from jail and they had the big reconciliation and they got the new South Africa, the National Party basically changed its name and went out of a business. Basically, the Democrats have been were racist throughout the 19th century, racist up until the civil rights era, and are now merely racist in an uh, in a completely different way. So we've had it with the you know the slavery, Jim Crow, all the guys dressing up as the Klansmen and then dressing up as uh, in blackface, like the governor of uh, Virginia, uh, and that and and so why would you be surprised? That's like two centuries in their DNA of Total racism. And that's how a lot of them still think. I love it, Mark. Oh, guess who I talked to today, Mark? Oh. I, I spoke with, uh, I had a great interview with Smokey Robinson today. Oh, <laughs> you, are, you are so, I was just thinking in a similar turf, I was actually remembering an old show I did with The Temptations years ago. And, you did a uh, show with The Temptations? Yeah, yeah. They, I uh, got to ask you, bro, did you dance? No, no, no. Did you, did you, did you do the temptation walk with them? <laughs> no, I left, I left that to, uh, I left that to them. They, uh, they, uh, they, they were, they were great fun though. They, they, uh, they, they sag the impossible dream as their closing number. It was actually a very interesting, uh, show. Uh, I, by the way, just quickly, James, before I go, I want to second what you said about the great McGurk. He was one of those naturals and I can't believe he just, he just, I loved his persona. He made me laugh. I can't believe uh, I, I, I won't get to listen to him again. Thank you, Mark. You can find Mark on GBTV. Boy, oh boy, I want to go over there. Come on, Mark. I'm going to beg. And you don't make me beg. I want to go to the coronation. Will okay. I'm going, American... I, I'll, I'll get you to the coronation. I'm going to make you, I'm going to get you uh, made the job of Governor General of Papua New Guinea, and we'll get you in, we'll get, you'll be in, you'll get a better seat than Joe Biden. As you know, he's, 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 uh, he's always put back in coach, but you'll be up there in row four, right behind the Duchess of Gloucester. It's guaranteed you can take that to the bank. Mark, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Our very own Mark Stein. Mark, always a pleasure, my man. I'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, James. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.